0: Rise houses of Constance, Louisiana, as night comes into full swing. The camera sits far in the distance, watching the faint red light of the sun recede from the sea and the yellow glow of the living night takes over. We hear the slow hum of lightly trafficked motorways and the shuffling grind of streetcars make their way about town. The camera clips through several scenes of everyday life people having dinner together in dim, elegant restaurants older students attending night school at the local college, and children being brought up from the beach after a long day of play. We see the park rangers pulling their canoes up to the swampy docks in the great Tupelo State Natural Preserve, while old ridgeback gators yawn in the mossy water behind them. As the camera pans through the dirty yet well-painted streets, we see flyers pinned to the walls, telephone poles, and mailboxes, all advertising the new film, American... Boogeyman. With a sputtering of the reel, the latest horror flick at the Spectra Cinemas comes to a close. A 16-year-old Jude Keaton adjusts his glasses and exits the otherwise empty theater. Early fall leaves blow by as the lamplights of Constance flicker to life. We see Jude walk briskly down the quiet streets, looking over his shoulder as a cellar door creaks open nearby. Jude watches several cars pass by in complete stillness. Only walking again when he is completely alone. A mailbox falls open as he passes, and Jude jolts to the side, falling away from the mailbox. He steadies himself with a deep breath and pulls out his phone. We see the speed dial for Doctor blink a few times before reaching a dial tone. He starts walking again, faster this time. He tries the phone again. It rings. It rings. Hello? The phone inexplicably shuts down. He breaks into a dead sprint, passing streetlight after streetlight, Jude doesn't notice a lone car come to life in an empty parking lot nearby. He passes house after house but doesn't call for help. Instead, he runs to the cold light of a rundown gas station beneath a green neon sign. He puts his back to an old vending machine and looks behind him. All is quiet save for a lone car slowly coming up the road. We see Jude, desperately trying his phone again. In an instant, the vending machine door opens and Jude is pulled inside with a quick, muffled scream. The corridor swings open as a darkened figure emerges, sprinting to get there in time. As the figure closes in, we see Jude's hand reaching out before the door closes and all the lights go out. Hello, everyone! Welcome to Good Neighbors, an actual play podcast where we throw down on Monster of the Week, a powered by the Apocalypse game written by the spectacular Mike Sands. I'm your host, Leland Teed, and I will be the keeper for all our games here unless uh, unless we decide to get a little weird. Uh, so, uh, hi, welcome to the game. I'd like to introduce everyone around the table. So, uh, uh, Matt, if you wouldn't mind describing yourself, uh, a little bit about your
1: character or anything, and uh, let's get started. Hi, I'm Matt Majak. I'm... Uh blue-collar worker who likes tabletop games. Sounds okay. good. Let's
0: see, uh, Soren, get us out. uh
2: Hello, I'm Soren. Uh, I am a, a recent graduate of a theater school. Uh, I'm a writer. I will be playing Cassius Montgomery in this game.
0: Uh, he's the... Oh, <laughs> right, yeah, Matt, at some point, we need to say who your character's name is.
2: <laughs> no, Matt's a complete mystery. <laughs> uh, Cassius Montgomery is the sort of quick-talking... Uh, on the road grifter um and i'm excited to see what is in store
1: real quick matt who are you playing i'm playing uh flint o'hare the uh hunter expert quote unquote definitely air quotes in the idea of him being an expert in anything hell yeah (laughs) all
0: right uh sarah if you wanted to go up next
3: Sure. I'm Sarah. Uh, I'm non-binary. My pronouns are they, them, as is my character, June. They are uh, a bartender for a very interesting establishment, and they're going to do what they can to get more and more uh, influence over the world and their situation. Cool, cool,
0: cool. All right, and, uh, and Anna, finish us off. We'll get started.
4: Hi, my name is Anna Collins. I play Bektui, the Initiate, uh, a member of a monster-hunting sect called the Bulwark.
0: Cool, 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 cool. Well, if everyone's ready, then let's begin. We open on a bright early morning with people gathering at the Constance Community Center. An old mansion refitted into a public service building. The CCC hides its cracked, squeaky boards with a fresh coat of paint. There is a hustle and bustle about the place as people go from stall to to stall for today's flea market. We see phonographs and typewriters change hands, people paying in silver dollars, and sellers hawking any antique they can get their hands on. The camera bobs and weaves through the throngs of people largely overdressed for a flea market, and it closes in on one rather interesting man. Cassius, please describe yourself
2: real quick. Uh, Cassius is a washed-up, frumpled suit, uh, sort of after uh, a sort of 5 o'clock shadow on his uh, cheeks, clearly sort of uh, been sleeping out of his car for a while, but generally with eyes that are sort of constantly darting around looking for uh, opportunities.
0: All right, and Cassius, are you buying or selling today?
2: Oh, I'm- I'm- I'm selling.
0: Oh, really? Well, what's the most valuable thing you have at your stall? And what does your stall look like?
2: Uh, well, my- my stall is, uh, it- it was a, uh, fold-out table that one of the other stalls just happened to leave, um, and there- there's a paper sign that's taped to the front that- that says, um, uh, rare celebrity, uh, heirlooms. <laughs>
0: Uh, all right. Uh, as you are uh, sitting around, people come by and they they stop and they say, "Oh, where did you get this? And and what do you have there?" Uh, but I think you're good enough at your job at this point to know when people are not easily tricked or like looking for something wrong, and you know enough to to avoid them. Uh, it isn't until a rather uh, uh, elderly couple comes strolling by. Uh, they are in in the same way that almost everyone here is. Maybe too dressed too well-dressed for the situation. A lot of people here in Constance dress unnecessarily well, even if their financial situation maybe doesn't demand it or uh, evoke it. Perfect. Uh, exactly. And uh, these two, as they uh, come up to you, they're, they seem very loving and, and, and happy to be around each other and uh, are clearly on some sort of vacation uh, as, or home vacation as they are going about and checking out people's things and asking people about the history of their objects and, and why they're worthwhile. What is the, the strong cell and the item that you present to them?
2: Uh, so so it's, the table itself is actually empty. There's only one small, like, jewelry box in the center that just has a single toothpick on it. A toothpick? Yes.
0: All right. Uh, the, the elderly couple comes over, and the the, uh, the, the woman says... Uh Hello there. What what do we have
2: here? Oh, oh, this this oh, um I'm I'm not sure you can This might not be for you, but I mean, if you would be oh, okay. interested. No, no, please. I'm 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 joking. I'm joking, please. <laughs> oh, okay.
0: Huh? You're very, just, very quick.
2: Yeah, that's me. You know, uh hello. Uh this is this is a uh, actually uh, a rare piece. Um you know, it's it's the only item that I've brought here today. Uh, for a reason you know it's 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 high high demand um this toothpick is actually the last toothpick um that was in uh elvis's sandwich when you know how he ate the sandwich and then died this was he was eating a club sandwich oh goodness and this was the toothpick that was in really? it yeah yes it's, it's this this is a high I thought commodity. it was
0: like a a, a pills thing was, that's what, was that's what a sandwich? lot of people thought
2: well, it wasn't the sandwich that did him in, you know. I'm not going to sell you a, a murderous toothpick, you know. If it's if it's anything to I probably do with wasn't that wasn't going to buy that. Absolutely. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, oh, I sorry, I spilled something on on I've dropped the fork out of my pocket. Uh but uh <laughs> That's okay.
0: Uh, That's totally normal.
2: Yeah. Uh, so, so this toothpick, it's it's one of a kind. It's actually um only been used by Mr. Presley himself. Uh so we've got a lot of collectors looking after I'm uh but uh, you know, I've I've had that on this table for a while, uh, and I've never seen someone who seems to have quite an eye for history as you. This you, you two, you lovely looking, beautiful married couple. I'm. Are you married? Are you? Are you happy? Are you? uh...
0: We've been married for seventy
2: years. Oh, you love to see that. You love seventy years. That's that's they, great. They you... move
0: very slowly and indicate that that is true. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's that's fantastic. Seventy years. You know that that takes commitment and that's the sort of commitment I'm looking for in the buyer of this type of uh valuable item. So if if you would be interested, I suppose I could uh part with it for, for, for two you, lovely people like such as yourselves.
0: What are you what are you looking for? How much would it oh, cost?
2: Money. Oh, oh money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this, 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 this item. This got
0: a is, she like gives you like a light slap on the shoulder. This jokes to
2: hear. Look, look, I, 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 I'm really just looking for a good home for this. You know, I've, I've had it for a while. I, I'm on the road a lot, as you know. Um, as, as you know, I, I travel the road doing these flea markets, and so this has been burning a hole in my pocket. I'll, I'll give it to you guys for, uh, say, uh. Fifty bucks.
0: For a manipulated person.
2: And how many? Am I, how many dice do I roll for this?
0: You roll two d six. All right. And you would add. In this case, unless you have a move that would say otherwise, you add your charm. Seven. Seven. All right. Uh, on a seven and nine, they'll do it, but only if you do for do something for them right now to show you mean it. Uh, if you've asked too much, they'll tell you what, if anything, it would take for them to do it. So you have to do do something, not say something. But you can say things, but do something right now to show that you mean it.
2: Uh, I'm gonna pick up the fork that fell out of my pocket, and I'm gonna say, you know, the re- the actual reason that I have this fork is that you know, I I, I sell antiques, but I only sell uh, culinary themed antiques. That's why I'm selling the toothpick that was in the sandwich. Now this fork was actually this fork was used by um uh, Mr. JFK right before he died. I, I sell a lot of pre-death memorabilia. Um, and you know what? Oh, goodness. If, if, if what you, if you take the toothpick. Macabre. I will, I mean, everyone has an aesthetic. So, uh, if you take the toothpick, I'll give you the Kennedy fork as well.
3: <laughs> Kennedy fork.
0: <laughs> I love it. Okay. Uh, and she says, uh, oh, really Kennedy's fork. Uh, and the, her, her partner says, we, we, know how much you love things that are presidential, I guess uh
2: and you know this uh, is history is, this is real history right here history in the sylvan
0: there is a, a a small suspicion in the eye of the partner but uh the, the older woman says you know what it's been a while since we took a risk let's do it and uh she Gives you fifty dollars for a fork and a toothpick.
2: <laughs> uh, thank you very much. Uh, now, since that was my only uh, item for sale today, I I, I, uh, I I'm gonna take the paper uh, sign off the front and and uh, write "closed" on the other side and then retape it on the front. Like, thank you so much for your business.
0: Absolutely. Well, then you have an excellent day,
2: young man. You too. Uh, and I'm gonna <laughs> go wait for them to like turn around and. As soon as they turn around, I am booking it out the front door. I'm grabbing my little suitcase and I'm rushing for my car. (laughs)
0: Uh, Absolutely. As you uh, uh, get in your car, you start thumbing through your pockets uh, rapidly and you notice that your keys are gone.
2: (sighs) Do I know where they might have gone? Like... Is there a time I can recollect that I was like, ah, the pickpocket?
0: Hmm, this isn't exactly a move. I think at some, there were a couple points where you were uh, regularly walking through the place. uh, And there is definitely a central zone in which people, there's like no stalls, but people have to like get through it in like a kind of congested spot. Because it's not actually a community center. It's like a house that they've retrofitted into a community center.
2: Uh, So
0: I think. Would uh, it count as like
2: investigate a mystery? Or something, perhaps. Uh, just to going based off your in.
0: memory now, but if if you are willing to like go back in there and check it out, yeah, and, and absolutely.
2: I need those okay. keys.
0: Hell yeah, go ahead.
2: All right, so I'm going back in, and I <laughs> rolled a five.
0: A five. Well, all right, starting off strong. Go absolutely. ahead and mark experience. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Monster of the Week has a wonderful mechanic where you fail forward. If you uh mess up a role, get too get too low, and your bonuses don't account for it, you mark experience. And marking experience is a thing that gives you new moves and, and helps you advance as a character. It's very fun. Uh well, uh bad news on investigative mystery on 0 to 6, uh you don't get any answers you're looking for, and I can take a hard move against you. Uh uh, uh off in the the uh, <clears throat> uh, distance, uh you can uh, see that. Uh, that there are a couple of people talking, and this this elderly couple is is chatting with another group of people, and you can see that uh, they are actively telling them, like, no, this is nothing. You're you've just got grifted, and there you are, still in the building.
2: Got you. Um, well, uh, I'm going to uh, leave and hopefully come back and find my keys another time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, what do you what do you do?
2: Uh, I'm going to just walk very briskly towards the nearest public transit and disappear into the city.
0: Brilliant. Uh, okay. You, you absolutely get on a, a, a trolley and, and hop off. Uh, you are aware that at some point someone will probably talk to someone, uh, about you having just cheated people out of $50. Uh, what do you do
2: next? Uh, I will try to find a diner. Okay.
0: Uh, you, you sit in at a, a local diner uh, where people are exchanging coffee, everything seems pretty pretty lulled out. Most likely people will come here later in the day, it's early morning, so some people are filtering out from having their coffee. Uh, and uh, as you're sitting there, uh, you can see on the, the like, diner cork board that uh, uh, someone has posted that they are looking for their missing child. Uh, and some oh. people kind of are chit-chatting about it and that there's like a little posted reward. They know that the police haven't done anything yet uh, because it hasn't been a certain within a certain time frame, like a certain amount of time hasn't passed.
2: Gotcha. How much is the reward?
0: Uh, it's, it's sitting right now for tips being at uh, $50 and an actual finding, they haven't expressed an actual number. They just said that you will be, they will, you know, do a lot for you.
2: Will be reimbursed. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Huh, I'm going to try to listen in and see what these other people are saying about it.
0: All right, this seems like another investigative mystery. 3 3 This is not going well for you.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: it really does. <laughs>
0: okay. Uh uh as you are 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 sitting there Uh, I hate to do this to you, uh, but uh, uh, you watch on the TV as uh, your face comes up uh, on like a security camera as a have you seen this man? Uh, It was like almost immediate, which means that these the the elderly folks filed something and they at the the CCC, they have security cameras that were effective enough that they caught your visage. Not perfectly, wow. so someone wouldn't be able to recognize you on the street. But hot damn, that was fast.
2: Wow, they're quick here. They, move. So This news agency is expeditious.
3: <laughs> what do you do?
2: Uh, I'm just uh, going to pull my hat down low over my head and try to you know, pull out a newspaper paper from inside my uh, suit and do the classic sort of cartoon disguise. Of, oh, no, I'm just a businessman reading the newspaper. All
0: right. Uh, as, as this is happening, uh, I think you will note that, uh, people are like, might mention you be like, San? ah, nah, come on. And they they like, keep trying to chat with you. Like people who work there are like, Hey, how you doing to see if like you are a problem in this store or the, the restaurant.
2: Oh, how am I? I'm, I'm, I'm good. I just got here. I'm, I'm new to town. I saw there's a missing girl, uh, child person. What uh, yeah, it's 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 a,
0: a teenager His name's Jude Keaton.
2: Jude Keaton, what what, what happened?
0: Oh, uh, we uh, uh, on a, a, a failure. You don't get any good information. Uh, so they no, they just, no. They, I'm they, asking you know,
2: yeah. if they're asking if they're talking to me to see if I'm a problem. I'm just like asking about it and being like,
0: "Yeah, I'm telling you, out of game, they're they're not going to help you." And uh, uh, in game, they say, "Oh no, you know, no one knows." Just kids being stupid these days and themselves in all kinds of trouble, oh yeah, so uh how long you been in town?
2: Oh no long just a few days I'm you know looking for work seeing what's around
0: <laughs> Alright. uh how long do you stay there?
2: uh I'm just gonna like get coffee and eat lunch and mind my mind my own
0: okay uh while you are uh there uh, i think you begin uh, to notice as you are like kind of looking over your shoulder uh that there's like like a lot of like commotion in the, the the kitchen that people aren't really paying attention to when you you like step away to go to the bathroom while you're having your lunch and you notice that uh some of your meal is gone like if you had like a burger and fries there aren't any fries anymore things like that
2: hmm I'm so tempted to investigate a mystery, but that 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 has been uh, not (laughs) historically not in in the past. So let's try to read a bad situation and see if that goes any better. Yeah, it's the same stat, but yeah, or you know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna oops. Yeah, I would like to use the oops move instead. Oh, okay.
0: Uh, Can you please read for me what that move
2: does? Uh, If you want to stumble across something important. Tell the keeper. You will find something important and useful, although not necessarily related to your immediate problems.
0: Uh, okay. Uh, what the hell? It seems like such a powerful <laughs> move. I, <know. laughs> I need to do the next thing. Uh, I love it. Alright. Uh, as you are, are sitting there, and maybe if you go up to the bar to like uh, make a, a simple reorder, it looks like uh, someone has uh, like left a, a book Sitting at the table and uh, for as long as you've been sitting there, no one has been attending to it. Uh, so it doesn't seem like it's like if the person left it here, it's just been here. Uh, and the the book itself is one of the uh, the horror novels written by a, a, a Dr. Emmett Garcia Chalamet, who is uh, a, a writer who actually lives in town. They live in like a, a big mansion outside of town, sort of uh and kind of keep to themselves gotcha and it has you know dogger like someone's been reading it
2: can i just like toss my newspaper over the book when i go up to the bar and then whenever when i'm done ordering i just want to take the newspaper and like slide it off the bar with the book under it so that it just doesn't look like i snatched the book sure
0: absolutely yeah for sure uh you take the book and where do you go next
2: Oh, I guess I'm just going to ride the street you know they- cars for a while. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, you, you hop on your streetcar and you uh, attempt to evade uh, uh, any sort of public notice for uh, a little while. Uh, and I think with that, we're going to, uh, the streetcar uh, passes through different points in town, uh, ultimately uh, uh, passing through McGann Harbor. We see white foam crashes upon gray wood and stubborn seagulls scream for dropped food. A number of people pass by a wide open intersection of the docks, their heads down, whispering things like, just keep walking. We see uh, dock workers that are paving their heads up, maybe saying, get out of here and things like that, but otherwise really paying no mind. Uh, The camera pans over to a young Constance police officer, the badge declaring themselves uh, uh, (laughs) Dr. Officer Ripley Dodds. They hold open a notepad at their side, and no weaponry, and they look tired as hell. And they say, Flint, you can't keep doing this. You're making people uncomfortable. And Flint, I would like you to describe yourselves real quick.
1: So Flint is a tall, slender man uh, looking slightly elderly. He could be anywhere between his 40s and his 60s but living a rough life has uh, uh, made it a bit ambiguous just how old he actually is. He has uh, gray hair with just a little bit of blonde still left in it. Same with his beard, wearing jeans and a red flannel shirt. He has a trucker hat with a bottle opener on it.
0: Nice. I love it. Uh, and, And when Ripley says this, what do you say? Uh, now uh, Ripley has is, is probably been around a couple of times uh, to like check in on you. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say they are a, a a good cop because all cops are bastards, uh, but they are a nice cop, and they probably stop by and like uh, like buy you lunch from time to time and check in to see how you're doing. Uh,
1: here, here, here's the thing, Ripley. Here, here's the thing, officer. I'm I'm sorry. Uh, you see, uh. I'm not making people uncomfortable. I'm just uh adding to the story of the town. The town we we have a horror officer uh, author as our uh one of our main tourist attractions. And I'm just trying to tell people how weird this town actually is. It, it's good for business, not bad for business. I I, I just don't think so,
0: Flint. I mean like Sure, monsters is cool, and I get it's like kind of the end thing now these days, but like
3: insanely,
0: no, no, I'm
1: saying they don't do that. No, no, (laughs) no, you just agreed with me, so uh, I don't see what the problem here is. Flint, we're not. If you you got like ideas, take it to
0: the tourism board, don't like just shout weird shit on the docks. It's like,
1: I don't know, public disturbance or something. Listen what i'm saying makes sense though bruce springsteen is still somehow attractive despite being really old still gets all the ladies coming to his concerts and stuff you know what else is timeless and gets people following them incubus you know what an incubus is a devil bruce springsteen's from jersey bruce springsteen's the jersey devil
0: That is the wildest connection of dots I have ever heard. It makes complete sense. Uh, mm. (sighs) Flint, all I'm asking is that if you, yeah, all I'm asking is that if you're trying to like do this, talk with like the people who are actually trying, like talk to like the weird like Ghost Society or whatever. Talk to like I don't know some magazine or something don't uh, well, shout at people down at the docks
1: well here's here's my question why why is it okay for the weird ghost society to walk around you know waving signs check out our ghost tours and stuff but when i sit on the dock and go hey check out how creepy the world is and uh bruce springsteen's the jersey devil why is that illegal it's not that it's illegal it's just weird uh, then, like then i can just continue doing it if it's not illegal Uh, Flit, I I feel like,
0: uh, if your goal here is just to get, uh, Officer Ripley to, like, leave you alone while you do your weird business, uh, this seems like a manipulated person. Unless that is not what you're trying to do, and then otherwise might be something else.
1: Uh, manipulate a person still works, because I'm just trying to get them to agree with me. (laughs) All right, go ahead. Or, get them to agree with me or leave me alone, whichever they decide, it still works in my favor. And manipulate good. a person, that's 2d6 plus my charm, which is terrible. Uh, that is going to be a 2. We're starting off really strong,
0: guys. Uh, go ahead and <laughs> mark experience. Uh, yeah, uh, on, a, on, a, on a failure, I could take a hard move against you. And I think what happens is uh, uh, that Ripley's uh, partner, Ken, threatens that if, if you don't Cease and desist, they will ticket you for a public disturbance. Then I gotta jail you or something, but they will, they will,
1: uh, you know. I get a little bit louder. I see how it is. If, if the, uh, if the ghost hunting society does this, it's completely fine, but because I am a bit of a drifter, I can't do this. I'm not allowed to eat, I'm not allowed to sleep, and I'm not allowed to be in public because your town is embarrassed that somebody who, uh, does not live in a house, is speaking with your citizens. No. Is that what you're telling me, officer?
0: No, we are saying that a business can operate business functions because they go through legal channels. Shouting at people that the wolf man is in town trying to eat them or whatever isn't a business. It's not sanctioned by anybody. You're just doing it and making people uncomfortable.
1: My existence makes people uncomfortable. That is what you're telling me, and I'm trying to get a l- as loud as possible and make this a spectacle. I want to embarrass <laughs> these cops. Uh,
0: okay, I think this isn't quite an equally person. I think this is this is you are trying to like build like a weird uh, sort of like rally of of strangers to be like, hey, leave him alone.
1: Yes, uh, so I, I'm. I'm just. I'm just trying to make the cops uncomfortable.
0: Uh, go ahead and uh, give me let's do let's call this an act under pressure instead. You are you are under threat of being ticketed, and you need to get rid of these people now, uh, with the help of others, not necessarily like by convincing anybody.
1: All right, that's plus my that's 2d6 plus my cool, which is a little bit better. And that is a four. What the hell?
0: <laughs> All of you soak your dice in salt water, see if they're real. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. On an, uh things go to hell uh when, when you uh fail and act under pressure. Uh uh you uh the crowd that you're trying to summon to embarrasses them uh starts like shouting at you to like get out of their zone. You've annoyed them enough everyone's trying to work and uh, uh you're being a bother. Uh and uh Officer Ken gives you a ticket for I don't know, $20, which for you is a lot. Yep. Uh, And really anybody who just didn't need the inconvenience. uh, And they say that if you don't, if you don't stop doing this here, you are going to keep paying money for it. And they, they bounce. Uh, But, but Ripley seems like real upset that they even had to, that they quote unquote had to do that.
1: Uh, I grab my fishing pole. I take the ticket and put it in my pocket and, uh, I leave. All right.
0: Uh, as you are, uh, where, where are you going?
1: Um, do I know of any, uh, bars or anything that, uh, might let me wash dishes for a quick couple bucks? Any places that, like, have given me meals in the past? There is a
0: place in town called the Engine Room, which is a, a weird sort of place. It's like a kind of a divey motorcycle lounge. Uh, connected to like uh, a hobbyist shop uh, where uh, they have been chiller about you kind of hanging out in the past and, and let you clean stuff, if if that is your, your best bet.
1: Yeah, I'm going to head there and see if I can make, uh, you said the ticket's 20 bucks? Yep. See if I can make 20 bucks for uh, two hours of washing dishes.
0: Cool. As you are, are kind of walking there, you note know that they're on a couple of uh, telephone poles there have been uh, little signs posting uh, "Have you seen me?" Uh, and it's a, a poster of a uh, like a high school student. Under the scene. this says their name is Jude Keaton, and that they are uh, there's like a phone number attached and what have you, and that you see uh, like a, a, a late 40s, early 50s uh, uh, mother hanging around, like putting these posters up by Staples. And when they see you, they they approach you, uh, and they they say, uh, "Hi, Mr. Flint. Hi, how you doing? How you holding up?" I wouldn't say you recognize that person, but yeah. But I think a lot of people know you as the wacky man in town.
1: Yeah, yeah. A uh, uh, bit of a local cryptid. I say hi, how are you holding up? Um, I'm all right.
0: Um, uh, What's going on here? Uh, Jude ha- didn't come home last night, and, and he was being, like, you know, kind of weird over the past couple days. So, he, like, he went out to go see a movie, he was hanging out all by himself, and then he just... He never. He called me, like, real brief. I got to say hello, and then he hung up, and then he... You haven't seen him, and I was wondering if maybe, you know... You kind of got your ear to the ground.
1: you kind of been hanging out. Yeah.
0: She's, like, dancing around, using the word homeless. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, no, I understand what you're saying. Uh, have you heard anything?
0: She seems, I, like, real desperate.
1: I haven't, but could I get one of those posters and, uh... I'm going to be uh, washing dishes at a few places, and I'll ask around for you. Uh,
0: okay, sure. Um, if, you, if you find anything, I, I you know, if you got any tips or something, I'll, I'll give you money, whatever you need. I just, I got to know if my boy's okay. She, she kind of, like, shakes her, like, ruffled red hair, and, and uh, she looks, you know, distraught. She, she's not well kept or anything. Uh, And it's only been maybe a day, but it's clear enough that it's it's enough to freak her out to a pretty dramatic extent.
1: I'll keep my ear to the ground. Don't worry about rewards or anything. I will check the self-storage area. I know a few uh, people like me sleep there from time to time. I'll check under the local bridges. Okay. Uh, Do you have like a phone or something I could contact me with or something? I don't... Own a phone, but there's a few places where I'm allowed to use phones, and there's Here. a number on this poster, right?
0: Yeah, she, she gives you like a couple uh, uh, dollars that you could turn into change, and says if
1: you can just get, like get to a paying phone and say something, that'd be real nice. Keep the money. There, there's a there's a few people who will just let me use a phone that I can get to easily enough. O- okay, thanks, Flint. No problem. I'll keep my ears open.
0: And she she trails off and she gets, starts going about town, continuing to put posters up.
1: So, my goal is now no longer to well, my I'm still gonna figure out how to pay the ticket before the day is over, but uh, I am now no longer heading to that bar, but rather heading to uh, uh places where I'd see night owls. People who are up late, people who frequent the movie theater, and uh, people of less repute. Okay. Uh, uh,
0: you could go to any number of places if you if you went to like uh, the like the Arcana shop. There are people that like do a bunch of like weird stuff at night, uh, like meditations and what have you. There are. You could go to like any bar and see if anyone's checked in. You could go to. Uh, you could go to the movie theater if you wanted to as well.
1: Actually, uh, kill two birds with one stone. Uh, could I go to the bar that I was going to work at? Does that have a lot of night owls in it? Uh, it sort of,
0: but they're kind of on the you know the rougher side and, and what have you. It's it's still early in the morning though, so. Yeah. I, I will tell in you that case,
1: like, yeah. in that case, I'm gonna go check out the movie theater itself.
0: Okay. Uh, you find your way over to the, the Spectra Cinemas, which has like a like a an out of place neon aesthetic like they they try to like maybe rebrand a little bit with something a little bit stranger. Uh, and It just didn't take it is not a popular movie theater at all. So they try to show like a bunch of niche and weird movies uh, and it's, it's not great, uh, but they are showing uh, viewings of the American Boogeyman and they uh, are currently open, but it's early day and very few people see movies during the, the early part of
1: the day. Uh, I'm going to try to make myself look as clean as possible real quick sure. and, uh, head over to the front desk of the movie theater.
0: Sure. The, the clerk is like a kind of a, you know, like a high schooler just kind of doing their job. Uh, They aren't terribly interested in it, but, you know, they'll put on a customer service face and be nice to you while you're
1: there. Hey, uh, kid, do you have a, uh, a manager or anything or anyone who was working here last night Uh yeah no I I had the shift last night why wow. uh, I hold up the poster um well th- this uh young man was uh apparently at a movie last night and didn't return home I'm wondering if uh you saw anything a friend of mine is looking for her son uh investigative mystery All right, this I'm good at. (laughs) Yeah. I'm okay at it. It's... uh...
0: Eight. Uh, On a seven to nine, hold one. Uh, One hold can be spent to ask the Keeper one of the following questions. What happened here? What sort of creature is it? What can it do? What can hurt it? Where did it go? What was it going to do? And what is being concealed here? You may ask one.
1: What happened here?
0: Feel free to ask that however you want.
1: Yeah. I'm just uh, wondering if you saw where the kid was going, uh, why they were looking so scared, if they were looking at anyone in specific that was maybe uh, following them from the theater, or anything like that. A weird dog that might have been looking at them. I don't know. Anything that could uh, help me figure out where the young one is. Uh, I don't I don't think anything like that.
0: Uh, They were like the only person in the theater for a while, which wasn't like amazing. Uh, You know, business has been a little rough, but uh, they did seem like a little nervous when they were buying a ticket and stuff. Like they they were just trying to like find something to do. Uh, I tried to chat with them just because there's no one here and I was bored all day, but they didn't really say much. They just said that like, oh, just trying to find a place to hang out, you know, trying to find like a haunt or something. And they, you know, let's see the boogeyman that came out when it was over, but they left in a rush. Uh, I, I don't know. Sorry, man. Uh, and I can tell you uh, what happened here is that uh, uh, Jude has, had been followed and was aware of it and was trying to get into a vaguely public place that wouldn't endanger a lot of people.
1: Uh, do you know what direction they went when they left?
0: Uh, I, I do not. By that point, I was just like mopping things. But you can, you can check inside if you're really looking for them. Are you like a private eye or something?
1: Uh, no, just a friend of the family.
0: Hmm. All right. Yeah, it's you know,
1: there's you can check down like theater two if you want. But other than that, I don't really have a lot for you. Uh, thank you very much. And I'm going to head directly towards theater two then. Alrighty. Uh, they don't. They don't take great
0: care of this place. It's a little uh dusty and uh, it's got like gum on the floors and everything, and the uh as you are like walking through it uh the movies are flipping on irregardless of whether or not people are here or not uh they'll just play them to play them and as you are uh, uh entering two, the movie that, that that supposedly june had gone to see uh is in action it's american boogeyman and it's you know like a
1: lot of jump scary horror crap what do you do I'm looking around the seats for any signs of which seat June sat in. But at the same time, I am looking at the film itself to see if there's any sort of jump scary monsters that uh, I would recognize and give credit to, uh, you know, maybe the person who made the film knows too much. Maybe there's something in the movie itself. Mm Okay. Uh, go ahead and,
0: uh, I think this is another Investigative Mystery.
1: Much better. That's an 11. Alright, hold two. What happened here? What sort of creature is it? What can
0: it do? What can hurt it? Where did it go? What was it going to do and what is being concealed here? And I will, of course, answer within the framework of the, the method in which you were investigating. So, I may not have all the information necessary, but I'll have something.
3: Where did it go?
0: Where did it go? As you are watching parts of the scary movie, the occasional uh, jump from the horns or the, the the music that is often used in, in jump scare horror films uh, does get you every now and again. Uh, and as you are doing so, your eyes naturally dart around the room for something suspicious. And you notice that there are scratch marks on the floor. You notice that in some of the chairs, there is little punctures, like tiny little claws, have, punk- have poked through on the cloth. You can see that in row three, they have started to move from chair to chair in a straight line. They entered in, in a sort of erratic race. Where did it go? Who, what are you asking? Are you asking for Creature? Are you asking for Jude?
1: I'm asking for where Jude ran away from it. What direction did Jude go?
0: Jude burst out of an emergency exit. You can see that the claw marks had gone across all the way to the side to where the red glowing lights of the exit sign show. You can see that there is uh, no wear marks. This isn't like a thing that people regularly exit out of anyways, but there's also no fire alarm attachment. Or if there was, it just didn't go off. You can see that he left in a hurry. You can see that there is soda dropped along the side that is now stuck to the ground, but no one's clean. that's your nice
1: help. From the claws and such, what kind of monster is it? Am I looking at something that's tall? Am I looking at something that's short? Uh, Does it exist all the time? Does it fade in and out? What sort of creature is it? Well, it has two clear
0: forelegs that have larger claws and scrapes, and two smaller hind legs, but have deep incisions. You can tell that this creature is small, maybe about the size of a little bit larger than the average toddler or five-year-olds. You can see that it has rather extensive movement, that when it uh, moves from place to place it has a little bit of a leap to it. What sort of creature is it? This is probably some kind of minion. What sort of creature is it? It is some kind of reptilian with great jumping power. I think by knowing that it's a minion, it'll tell you that it's doing the job of somebody else.
1: What do you do? I go at that fire exit. I follow any uh, leftover trail that I can find to see uh, where the uh, kid went the night before. You lurch for the fire exit, and just as
0: you do so, the doors slam, as if uh, it wasn't locked red before, and now it is, like there was a deadbolt on the other side, and you crash into the side of it and hit the ground. And just as you do so, the exit sign sparks and catches fire. And it's cut away. The camera cuts away, back over to the CCC. A trolley goes by as an elderly couple goes from place to place, as all the elderly go from place to place, a stand selling cotton candy is nearby. The camera closes in on lampposts flickering slightly, one by one, before steadily returning to good health. The camera follows a trail of herding street lights until they close in on a man. He is tall, thin, and spectacularly dressed in a grey three-piece suit. He blinks grey eyes through circular lenses. He holds a stick of cotton candy, but never takes a bite. Gravity is a funny thing, he says. And on the dot, as he says this, a sewer grate has collapsed inward, fallen into the the sewer below. There is a noticeable thud, but everyone around it shrugs and seems to assume that someone else will take care of it. He checks his pocket watch, clicking it several times. Are your eyes open? And June, please describe yourself.
3: Uh, June is, uh, pretty fashionably dressed. I think they have on a double-breasted, uh, dark blue trench coat, um, practical heels, uh, dark green nail polish, and an undercut.
0: Okay. And when they, when, uh, this person says, are your eyes open, what do you say?
3: What? Sleeping again?
0: I said, are your eyes open?
3: Oh, uh, yeah, of course, yeah. They're open. Uh Uh-huh. Uh,
0: June, what is something you have trouble with when picking up on the weird?
3: Um, I think June is maybe a little paranoid and sees it where it isn't really there. Mm Mm-hmm. And so sometimes when they do see it, they're questioning if it's real or not.
0: All righty. Uh, and as you are, are walking by and they, a person is like carrying some some stuff in for the, the flea market that's going on, uh, James points it out and he says, uh, he points to like a small vase with a weird uh, sort of inscription on it. He says, what area do you think that's from? What was it used for? And you are free to describe that as you will. What would you mean? Uh,
3: That to me looks like a um 1800 AD Roman uh, chamber pot.
0: Well, your years are a little off, I think, but you're not too far off. From though, that we're knowing the history and the purpose of the thing is going to be invaluable in this sort of life. (sighs) Take a look. Try to guess what it's really for. Give me a best guess. And you you don't have to, like, sit there and, and, you know, observe from afar. You're welcome to, like, go up and check if you want to.
3: No, I'm not going to walk up to it. Um... Well, if it's Roman, it was probably secretly for some gay shit.
2: That is
0: uh, historically true, yeah.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Nailed it. I, like, go up for a high five.
0: He, uh, though has undoubtedly encountered this with you before, still seems, uh, like, caught off guard uh, and raises a hand slowly. Uh, if stilted for a high five, and uh, James is like like at least a foot and a half taller than you,
3: I enthusiastically take it. Bam, high five! Nice. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yep, yeah. you, you're doing fine. Well, <clears throat> listen, how are you feeling? You get any strange senses? Anything?
3: Uh, I mean, there's some weird smells in this flea market, and, That uh, is true. I mean, half these people could be terrible undead zombies. You know, just looking in the eyes, but...
0: Maybe socially, sure. Here, take a look over there. And he, he points over to a stall with, like, an array of kind of handmade jewelry and such. Right, right there and he points to one very specific section where a a, a like little hanging necklaces are and one drops off and falls below the tiny uh, curtain over the table that the person's using as their stall he says gravity is a funny thing keep your eye out try to guess where the next one will be did you make
3: that fall?
0: nope but something did Fuck, what? That's what we're trying to get through. Come on, June. Use your eyes, not me.
3: Would would that be an investigative mystery?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And describe to me what you're doing to, to instigate it.
3: Sure. Um, I think I'm just going to, like, head on a swivel, slowly rotate around the room. And maybe I have some um, some runes in my coat pocket, and I'm just gonna like be fingering them and trying to trying to feel the the source that this mischievous magic is coming from.
0: All go for it!
3: Ooh, hell yeah! That's a ten, baby!
0: Alright, on a ten, hold two. What happened here? What sort of creature is it? What can it do? What can hurt it? Where did it go? What was it going to do?
3: I'm gonna say... What sort of creature is it, and where did it go? That seems like the two that would impress James the most.
0: Alright, what sort of creature is it? Uh, This creature, as as you know, there are very few creatures that are, like, telekinetic. Uh, But most of them, if not all, are extremely difficult for the average person to see on any given day uh, as this thing is, is pilfering tiny objects and not seeming to leave a whole lot of moving parts uh, it must be like a small sort of gremlin-esque creature uh, some sort of tiny you know little goblin thing so you, knew it's, you know that it's some sort of like goblin gremlin-esque thing but you can't quite see it yet and what was the other question?
3: Uh, where did it go?
0: Where did it go? Excellent. Uh, you can, uh, as you kind of get your eye on things and see like where the first part dropped off, and then where the next thing goes, uh, you see that it grabs like a tiny little doll, and then it goes after uh, like a pocket hanky, you know that sort of thing, where you can like mm-hmm. blow your nose in it, uh, and uh, things like that. And you get like a read that it has like a little pattern. It's grabbing things for like young people. And as you do it, you can see where did it go. It's It's gone deeper into the community center. And you have a guess that one through the window, you can see like a little toy maker's station. It's it's either going to head there or one of the places that makes like little treats.
3: I'll tell James. Uh... Shit, it's uh, some sort of gremlin-y, goblin-y thing, right? Uh,
0: yeah, that would be pretty accurate. One of the little grumpkins that goes bump in the night. Get out here. in The bright daylight, how funny is that? And he's like looking around as calm and casual as can be. Well, I, uh, <clears throat> I think I, uh, I should actually be going and getting on out of here now. But I, I just have a little favor that I'd like to ask you before we continue on with our, our business. <clears throat> I want to talk to someone. I was hoping you could do me the small favor of getting into contact with him for me so I can have a tiny conversation. His name is Jude Keaton. I don't need him for nothing big. Just need to talk to him for a couple minutes. That's all.
3: So right, you me. want June to find Jude? Yep. And
0: he, he, he pulls out his, his pocket watch and he motions towards uh, where you saw the the little goblin thing go and he says i'd say you got about 20 minutes till you miss the next bus and he starts walking away casually with a stick of cotton candy in hand
3: um oh all right james a good uh good lesson um well i'm a fixer so i'm good at finding people and things i think
0: all right. Could you please read the the fixer move for me?
3: Sure. Um, oh, maybe this won't help. If you need to buy something, sell something or hire someone roll plus charm. Mm. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm good at like black marketing shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I could head to my home ground though and ask around if anyone has seen Jude.
0: Uh, yeah, sure. For what it's worth, he like motioned inward towards the, uh, the community center.
3: Oh, I think the kid might be here.
0: That's what he said.
3: Oh, okay. Well shit. I'll walk around and uh ask around.
0: Okay, what what how are you going about
3: this? Let's see, can magic help me with this? I don't think so. Is there like a I don't know, like a help
0: desk or something? I think there's like a table that's been set up. Uh it's not like an actual official help test game.
3: I'll head over to uh the table and um I'm gonna say that I lost my little brother. Uh
0: okay. And uh and what do you uh, yeah, go ahead and we'll investigate a mystery.
3: Oh <laughs> that's not great. Oh boy uh i got a 5
0: uh on a 5 okay uh then i could take a hard move against you uh as you are uh uh talking to this person they mentioned that like jude uh was kidnapped or or is has gone missing lately and that's uh uh not cool of you to be making a joke about and the hard move i'm going to take on you is that as you are having this discussion and the, the people are kind of like giving you a hard time about this, you know, the, the little runes you had in your pocket make their way out. You can feel a little tug on your, you assume you wear pants. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they're gone.
3: God damn it. Yeah. I'm i uh, I'm real sorry about this. Uh, it was for a, a, a a YouTube show, and uh, I just like book it out of there.
0: <laughs> All right, do uh, you stay. You like book it out of the room, or do you like you leave the center?
3: Uh, I'll leave that room. I'll like try and circle around the back. Already. Um. Do I know what this kid looks like?
0: Yeah, he's like kind of a a, a lanky, bespectacles, uh, you know, classic teenager type.
3: Um hmm. Yeah, I guess I'll just keep circling around uh trying to trying to spot him. Uh or like anyone suspicious, if there's uh any any people who have like a kidnappy vibe. Okay.
0: Uh this sounds like a really bad situation.
3: Alright, let's try and do that. I can work with that. There we go. Read a bad situation is going to be a 9.
0: Uh, on a 7 to 9, hold 1. What's my best way in? What's my best way out? Are there any dangers we haven't noticed? What's the biggest threat? What's most vulnerable to me? And what's the best way to protect the victims? If you act on the answers, you get plus 1 ongoing while the information is relevant.
3: Uh, I'm assuming Jude is a victim, so I'll say what is the best way to help the victims? Uh,
0: the best way to protect the victims, specifically. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay, so based on the information you have at hand, uh, James is of the impression that the lead to find Jude is here. Uh, you know that there is a creature about that is engaging in some sort of like theft of specific objects, and they seem to be geared towards kids, which may be younger than Jude is, but monsters don't typically have a great sense for that sort of thing. What's the, the best way to, to protect the victims is to follow this creature.
3: Oh, that makes sense. Okay. Uh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna look for Schmiegel then. Um I am going to Can I locate an object with magic? Is that a thing I can do? Uh do, 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 do. I can observe do a place or time, banish or bar a place, damage, um, heal, cure disease. I don't think so. Um uh.
0: You could do something like, uh, like beyond human limitations to like advance your hearing and maybe pick up on goblin sounds. You could.
3: uh, Yeah, I'll I'll try and do um, something with tracking. I'm going to try and increase my vision, to like see its footprints or something like that. I like that. Okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, now, just as a reminder, as, as someone who casts magic, magic is visible to the naked eye. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, so how do you go about this?
3: I am going to uh, try and find, like, an empty stall. Mm-hmm. Like, someone who's on a lunch break or maybe in the bathroom. Sure. And I'm going to bend down like I'm tying my shoe and then sl- just slide under the table, like, under the the, the tablecloth. Mm -hmm. and I'm going to reach into my jacket and take out uh, a jar that has some spiders in it.
0: Terrible. And
3: yeah, I know. Great. This is like the one spell I didn't write notes for for how to cast it. Um, It's
0: all right. Yeah. Let's
3: vibe. I'm going to eat a spider and try and use magic to increase my vision. That is a six plus two is an eight.
0: Okay. Uh, choose a glitch. The effect is weakened. The effect is of short duration. You take one harm, ignore armor. The magic draws immediate unwelcome attention and is a problematic side effect.
3: Um we'll do problematic side effect? I think if I am increasing my vision, maybe it's like real uncomfortable and uh like daylight is kind of hurting my eyes
0: i like that i would say that uh if you enter into uh uh into like you know proper daylight i think right now the fluorescents are uncomfortable but not terrible if you enter into proper daylight you'll have like a plus one ongoing until this effect is over or not a plus (laughs) one a minus one ongoing as uh you are yeah depending on the thing of course if it doesn't involve vision then it doesn't matter Uh, but for now your eyes uh become hypersensitive as they filter over a little bit of black, a little bit of white, and then come back into normal. And you can
3: see. That works for me. Uh, So do I see any footprints or anything like that? Do I have, like, predator vision?
0: Absolutely. Uh, You can see, uh, uh, like, tiny bits of loose scale here and there. You can see tiny bits of claw marks Uh, You can even see it on people's clothes. Like this thing is able to like hop onto people and they don't notice. They just keep going about their day. Uh, There's something about it being so densely populated an area that any tiny little touch here and there isn't that noticeable to someone. They just kind of brush it off. Uh, And what do you do?
3: Um, I'm just going to start trying to follow the tracks.
0: Alrighty. This this sounds like an investigative mystery. This is, you know, hunting stuff down.
3: All right, let's roll to follow these goblin tracks uh that is going to be a seven
0: already uh I mean I feel like the answer is obvious but you hold one what happened here what sort of creature is it What can it do what can hurt it where did it go what is where it going did to do it go yeah uh, yeah where did it go uh, you can you can now see that it's it's forming a sort of path uh, as it's jumping from spot to spot to grab. Uh, uh, little trinkets here and there. Uh, that it is grabbing. It started off with the smallest, most no, like least noticeable stuff, and it's getting larger and larger objects. The most, the most recent thing it has grabbed uh, is curiously a blanket, and it, it seems to be like it's wherever it is right now. Its end destination is probably either going to be uh like this uh one stall that has like big fucking like care stuff like. Uh, like large teddy bears or uh, pillows and things like soft, plushy kind of things. Uh, and if it doesn't go there, it seems like it might try to escape into a secluded area, like the like downstairs in the basement.
3: I'm gonna head towards the basement. I'm gonna assume that it's heading down that way, and I want to try and get ahead of it.
0: Already, so you're gonna leave like a little little trap.
3: Yeah, it says I can bar or banish a creature can I try and like leave a circle on the ground a la like the Winchester brothers and try and trap it in the circle
0: uh ah, that's that's actually a different spell it's called trap a specific person minion or monster
3: oh cool okay
0: yeah uh, once once it becomes in view or, or within close range that is certainly something you can do I think as long as it's not visible to you or, or available to you right now I think that's more difficult. Okay. But if it meets you in the basement, you absolutely can do that.
3: Cool, cool. I will wait for it down there then. Feeling confident. What could go wrong? That is a, a good question. As you uh, go down to
0: the basement, this, the clear direction that it was going is a boiler room. You can see that there is plenty of old, unfixed piping sitting down there that people didn't take care of. You can see that the uh, walls still have exposed brick and the floor is concrete and unfinished. You see that small bits of steam escape the uh, large set of boilers across the room. This supplies hot water and, and heating to the majority of the building and the building is rather large. It's pretty empty down here. No one's actually trying to do anything. And if anything, people are being kept out. Uh, it's only through a large you know, group not, not paying attention to each other that you're even able to get down here in the first place. And sitting down there, you are alone. There's no... You can hear the talking of people above trying to make deals. You can hear some small music above. But otherwise, it's fairly empty. What do you do?
3: Are there any chairs? There are not. Um, I'm gonna lean against the wall then and uh, light up a cigarette while I wait.
0: Alrighty. The smoke... It makes a bit of a haze and blends with the, the steam occasionally puffing out of the pipes. And you, because you're listening to it and because your senses are heightened, you hear a slight scraping of the door above. You hear a step creak. And then another, but it's much closer. It wasn't one step, two step, three step. It was one to four to nine. Little leaps in place. And you hear light skittering on the ground. It's dark in here, and the lights begin to shake. The camera cuts to inside your pocket, as we see presumably a phone or a pager or something. And it buzzes for a moment, and blinks out. No longer working.
3: What do you do? I'm going to ready some magic. Absolutely. Uh, I take out a handle of uh, whiskey, and I start uh, readying my fingers like Indiana Jones when he's about to grab the idol.
0: Brilliant. As you wait for the monster to approach, unclear if it's coming for you or not, you hear little skates. You hear the sniffing around you as it's taking in the air, your scent, the whiskey, You can feel yourself getting a little tense. You can see the light outside begin to dim, as if blocked by a car, there's one window in here. If you're waiting down there and it's come down the door, the thing between you and escape is it. As it approaches closer from the shadows, you hear the scraping of claws. It's small, it's light, might be manageable. You see a little stretch of skin as it comes closer a little bit of green membrane. You see little mud-like spots on the ground as it leaves some kind of tracks. Your magic eyes tune in a little further, and you hear, and you see, little scrapes, teeth dragging along the ground like a long walrus tusk. You hear a whip-like, whip-like lash, and you feel a tiny bit of pain in your foot. What do you do?
3: Um, I'm going to try and cast my spell. Go for it. All right. Uh, that's going to be a nine.
0: All right, choose a glitch. The effect is weakened. The effect is of short duration. You take one harm, ignore armor. The magic draws immediate and welcome attention, or it has a problematic side effect.
3: Uh, I think maybe uh short duration.
0: Okay. Uh, what does the spell itself look like?
3: I uh, take a swig of the whiskey and then like the WWE superstar that is all of the craze right now, Triple H, I spew it out of my mouth in... Like a uh, a spray. Mm-hmm. And uh I say the words "Resh El Ja.
0: As you shout, the whiskey itself hardens like a resin around a creature, now visible under a strange lens of magic. It's a strange mix between a frog and a bat and a walrus. It has long tusks, it has a strange a stingray-like tail with a bone spine hooked and barbed on the end. You see that its forelegs are bat-like, like like a wyvern, and its hind legs are high and haunched, like like a frog. And the creature snarls at you through a flat nose and gritted teeth, and its stinger lashes forward again and again. It is physically stuck in its spot, but that doesn't mean it can't do anything. And it blinks and squeals, waiting for something to happen. It spits across the ground, displaying a tiny puddle. An excessive amount of water that seems unnatural for this creature to be able to have one in its body spills onto the ground. What do you do?
3: You are an ugly motherfucker. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I don't <laughs> <laughs> I don't speak fucko. You're going to have to try uh, a little a little bit harder to communicate there, my friend.
0: You feel a sharp sting in your foot once again. You take oh. one harm.
3: Fucking, fucking stop that. Uh, what do you do? Uh, I mark a harm is what I do, and then I'm going to uh, try and talk to it. Um, I can cast a spell to translate
0: Yep, communicate with something you do not share a language with Yep. Uh, so um,
3: I'm gonna roll to do that if that's cool
0: Sure As you are preparing your magic you can see in the water that is spewed out on the ground tiny little shapes of shadows convene until it forms a little ball and then the ball opens like a tiny human eye It blinks It blinks and you hear in your head something wicked this way comes. And we will resolve your magic when we come back. The camera cuts to a classic MMORPG, Thrall of Nordum. Polygonal blasts of energy fire off at enemy players, while fantastical sword slashes populate the screen we see a message pop up on the chat log from Ko the Mighty. It says, Mithril Fist, what are you doing over there? We're getting our asses beat.
4: I told you, man, this keyboard is like 10,000 years old. It gets stuck sometimes. I'm trying.
0: <laughs> Very nice. Uh, and what does your character excel at in Thrall of Nord-Doom?
4: Uh, I think Beck's character is like a classic knightly figure with, you know, like long flowing hair and a big old anime sword.
0: Very nice. And when the camera pans around, uh, what do we actually see?
4: Uh, Beck Tui is a woman in her mid 20s. Uh, she's uh, thin, but fairly uh, muscular. Her hair is pulled back into a ponytail. She's barefaced faced and uh, just kind of hanging out in jeans and a hoodie.
0: Alrighty. We see in the middle of this guild match between the Cloak of Embers and the Slender Hand, the enemy is bombarding you with blasts of fire and rain of arrows. You're forced to to pull back to an old fortress where the old gray bricks shield you slightly as you lick your wounds. Everyone in the midst of trying to recover is trying to discuss a battle plan. And at that moment, you get the text, Don't forget, we've got an early class today at 8.01 a.m. What do you do? Your guild is in danger, but you've got class soon.
4: What time is it now?
0: Uh, it is, like, 7.40.
4: Uh, how long does it take to get to class?
0: To get there on exactly on time, you need to leave within the next few minutes.
4: Okay. Uh, I think that uh, Beck tells uh, her friends that she has to go soon, and then just, like charges the enemy guild spamming a bunch of like aoe attacks uh and like letting her character die but like while also doing a bunch of damage
0: very nice In this uh, uh fit of self-sacrifice uh your guild takes that as a, a moment to uh successfully flee and you get to a place where they would have more time to recharge restore their mana and fight back uh more effectively And as they uh, say, ah, shit, well, see you later, in no dramatic tone because it's a video game, uh, they uh, they let you go. And you make your way to where your class is, which is not, I wanna repeat, this is not the YMCA. Uh, This is a classic uh, open gym with a number of different facilities, uh, like a pool, a basketball court, and the like. Uh, do you do anything on your way there?
4: Uh, not really. I I think this looks normal enough. Already? I think back, uh, like, every once in a while, maybe at, like, a stoplight, we'll, like, jog in place, and it's, like, getting pumped.
0: Very nice. You are, you look peppy and excited, uh, and you go into this gym. Uh, we hear the classic, Ha! Kia! in the background, as we enter into an adult's karate class, where uh, a number of, you know, middle-aged and youths are practicing uh, Shito Ryu karate, uh, led by the Grand Master Chuck Hayes, who is uh, of average sort of dad bod builds with a mostly bald head and a thick mustache. And he is, uh, at the moment, expressing the value of breath as he is continuing and teaching people to remember when you strike, you must kia uh, As he uh, breaks people down. Uh, as you arrive, he ushers out uh, a lot of the stragglers from the very early morning sort of matinee-ish class uh, that uh, aren't supposed to be there, and it's most of the class. Uh, he hurries along any stragglers until there are only five people left. And when everyone leaves, he closes the door and locks it. Uh, How he has a key, no one knows. And he uh, draws a curtain over the door window. Chairs are pulled up from the side in this sort of open blue mat, safe-to-fall zone, and everyone dons their robes with a parapeted castle tower adorning the back. Grandmaster Chuck Hayes gives you all a nod, puts a fist to his hand, and bows. And he says... Good to see you all. As you know, the rest of our members are doing the work in New Orleans at the moment. This leaves us woefully underprepared for the bad news I have for you today. Cell phone signals, walkie-talkies, and the like have been on the fritz in localized areas. Communication is breaking down. Last night, supposedly, a high school student in town never came home. I am not inclined to believe that this is an accident. What do you say?
4: All right, man, way ahead of you. We're on the same wavelength. What's my what's my special assignment? I'm ready.
0: <laughs> uh, he puts a hand out for you to, like, calm down, but doesn't say anything. Uh, and he says <clears throat> the most important thing first is to know what we're up against. Take in as much information as you can. If you need backup, get out of there first. Focus on personal safety first. If you have to resort to using magic, that's it. Remember, there will be no phone calls. There is a chance that frequency one two one point three will still be active on our walkie-talkie line. But we have been detecting a small amount of interference on that line that has me suspicious. The only words we get out of it are stay safe, make good decisions. And it's not any of ours. What do you say?
4: So stay safe, make good decisions?
0: Mm-hmm. That is... Uh, he explains that, uh, and this is something you probably know from beforehand, that when magic is used, communication breaks down. Cell phones, things like that just stop working as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, and the Bulwark specifically uses a walkie-talkie frequency that seems to be immune to this problem occasionally. And the line that they have is 121.3. And recently, they've been getting a small amount of interference with someone saying words into the line and the words they are getting are, stay safe, make good decisions.
4: Can we, like, recognize the voice at all?
0: It's fairly garbled. It took a little bit just to get that much out. We can't enhance, you know, through walkie-talkies.
4: Okay, gotcha. Is it like, like? do you think it's genuinely in good faith? Is it Or is it like a threatening kind of like, stay safe, make good
0: decisions? Is it? It sounds kind of like a parent telling their child, like, I'm leaving home, don't destroy the house. Huh. That sort of one. Yeah. It is disconcerting that they're even on the line in the first place. I, we are hoping it is a benevolent force, or at the very least just someone making an accident, but who knows.
4: Yeah, it could That's be it. some kind of, like, magical malfunction or something.
0: Possibly. So yeah. First things first, we need to track down supposedly if there was something in the area, we need to track it down. We need to make sure that we can get our <clears throat> operatives on on the hunt to make sure that we're keeping the rest of the population safe. <sighs> How are you all feeling?
4: Uh Dibs, I'm calling it up in the air, Dibs now.
0: Beck, What's m- <sighs> Uh, do they call you like sister or uh, uh, like acolyte or something?
4: Uh, I, I think acolyte uh, as opposed to like sister, brother, kin, mm-hmm. etc.
0: Sure. Acolyte, relax. Remember, this is a team effort. This isn't some showboating glory mission. I get that you're excited. It's okay to be excited. But remember, patience and discipline. If there's anything we are to be learning and practicing in the bulwark, it is patience and discipline. Any, uh, it, you know, motions with that?
4: Uh, yes, Master Hayes. Uh, I'm full of patience and full of discipline, and I just want to share my my patience and my discipline with the world as, as quickly as possible.
0: <laughs> uh Grandmaster Chuck Hayes is kind of like the stern, silent, strong, silent type. Uh, But as you do this, you notice that there is still a little bit of like a fond smirk through his mustache. And he says, all right. The last known location of the missing person is the Spectra Cinemas. That's also where, where we can see vague reports of people experiencing cell phone outages of lines going down. So I would hazard a guess that that is your best place to start. If not there, and he, he motions to several other members that aren't Beck, keep an eye on our <clears throat> friends in Tupelo, and three of them nod and uh, uh, grab, like, duffel bags. What do you do?
4: Do I know about our friends in Tupelo?
0: As a warning,
4: yeah. Okay.
0: Like a don't mess with them until you're absolutely ready. Or if you, by chance, get something,
4: okay, uh, then I'm gonna head to Spectre Cinema.
0: Okay, uh, you bound full of energy, go straight there. Uh, he he. Before everyone leaves, he goes over very very basic self defense and uh, safety motions. And like, if you're grappled, you leave like this. Uh, it's important to him that like. He tests everyone to make sure they're absolutely ready because, as far as you know, none of the people in this room, save for Grandmaster Chuck Hayes, have dealt with a monster before. And you depart. And you make your way towards the Spectra Cinemas. It's, like I said before, rather quiet on a, uh, in the early morning. No one's really trying to get there to see horror movies in the early part of the day. There was a lone clerk sitting at the, the table trying to She's like making herself popcorn and hanging out. She's it doesn't expect anyone to be there, and honestly, she probably likes it that way. What do you do?
4: Okay. Hi. Uh, she jumps. Oh, sorry. I, I didn't mean to spook you, none.
0: No, you're fine. You're fine. It just <clears throat> this is more people than I was thinking I was going to get today.
4: Oh, uh, and I think Beck looks around, and there's like four people in the lobby or something
0: yeah for sure
4: oh yeah i mean i guess it's kind of you know chill working the the morning shift i bet you guys get like slammed at night huh
0: yeah yeah that's usually when you get people who are like drunk and stuff and it's not great now it's just like the elderly and motions and one of the old people's like hey
4: yeah i mean as so long as you're not working like a back-to-back right you weren't like your uh, last night
0: no, no, I was. And she like hangs her head, and she's like, all, she's like, uh, sip like uh, nursing a coffee.
4: Oh, that sucks, man.
0: Yeah, retail is the worst. They do not care about you.
4: Ain't it the truth? Uh, so, do we know that he went missing here, or this was just the last place that he was headed?
0: This, this is the last place that the parents knew where he was going.
4: Uh, okay. Did you hear about that, like? A missing kids story it's fucking wild isn't it
0: yeah yeah and i, I kind of feel real bad like he, he was in here last night i didn't say anything to him because you know try to leave people alone
4: and oh le- legit that's fucking eerie and they didn't give you today off
0: nope i just want to reiterate retail <laughs> does not care about you
4: preaching to the choir we can swap you can take on my illustrious lifestyle of rental video and then i can uh work here and you know eat popcorn oh, on the sly. Shit.
0: shit do you work at a uh, little hollywood Yep. Yeah. oh man i'm so sorry oh well, yeah i mean rough stuff hearing about that kid
4: yeah for, for sure want, like, what
0: did you did you need like tickets or something or Oh,
4: I'm waiting for somebody. So I'm going to hold off till they get here because if they're late, we might as well just pick up a different show.
0: Oh, yeah, sure. All
1: right.
4: I mean, that poor guy, like uh, I just wonder, like what goes to like your mind before something like that happens, you know, like he looks like he was like just hanging out, and having a good time.
0: Uh, go ahead and give me investigate mystery.
4: That's a seven.
0: All right. Go ahead and hold one. Uh, <clears throat> what happened here? What sort of creature is it? What can it do? What can hurt it? Where did it go? What is What was it going to do? What is being concealed here?
4: Uh, I think just what happened here.
0: All right. Yeah. Uh, same sort of bit that I uh, was telling uh, Flint earlier. Uh, he had shown up. He was clearly uh, trying to... Uh, be in a a vaguely public place that maybe had security cameras, uh, uh, she mentions that like he seemed kind of nervous walking in, but he wasn't and he wasn't trying to like be around friends or anything. Uh, and what you can gather is the same: is that uh, he knew he was being followed uh, by something and tried to go to a place where he might be able to be safe without hurting anyone he knows. Okay. And did a bad job. I'm
4: gonna I'm gonna step outside and call my friend and see why they're so late. Hang tight,
0: all right, well, you know I'll be here.
4: Uh, Beck is gonna go outside and then try to like think from uh Keaton's perspective and think like, okay, if the movie theater was a bust, where would I go next? Like what's the next public place?
0: uh in the area, yeah. Yeah, we you know there's like casual businesses about, but this is largely a residential area.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh, is there like an alleyway or something I can duck into?
0: Sure, sure. Yeah, I think you can hop around behind the movie theater, and there's not a whole lot going on.
4: Okay. Uh, I want. Beck is going to cast magic. Okay. Uh, but Beck is going to use one of their initiate moves, that old black magic, which says that when you use magic, you can ask ah. a question from the investigative mystery move as your chosen effect.
0: I love that. That's great. Go for it.
4: So that's
0: an it's an eight. Uh, an eight. All right. Uh, on a seven and nine, it works imperfectly. Choose your effect and a glitch. Uh, Your your effect, I assume, is going to investigate a mystery question, but your glitches are the effect is weakened. There's a short duration. You take one harm, ignore armor. The magic draws immediate unwelcome attention as a problematic side effect.
4: Uh, I'll take uh, immediate unwelcome attention.
0: Perfect. That was the one I was hoping you'd take.
4: Yep. And then my question is just, um, where did it go? It being Keaton.
0: Uh, Keaton. Okay. Uh, As you are, uh, what does the magic itself look like?
4: Uh, I think um, Beck rummages around in this like very nice crossbody lunchbox that they have, and uh, they've like opened a couple compartments uh, that have a bunch of like weird odds and ends. That's like seemingly junk or otherwise alchemical ingredients, um, and they uh, uh, pull out like a, a bottle of powder, uh, and they shatter it on the ground. <laughs> Uh, with the intended effect that, uh, like illuminated footsteps, are supposed to appear briefly to let them know where uh, Keaton went.
0: Absolutely, uh, as you uh, shatter the the powder along the ground, uh, you can see that. In fact, uh, a set of footsteps do appear, uh, and they're not the only thing. As you uh, spread them along, you can see in like small, glowing, sort of video game esque footpad steps uh, is long sprinting gates. Uh, of some kind of converse sneaker, maybe, uh, alongside tiny scrapes that are in lo- extremely long gates. Uh, and as you uh, uh, start making your way uh, towards them, you have to like follow them a little bit around the theater because from the back emergency exit, uh, you have to go around to get to the road. Uh, and as you uh, do so, the, uh, 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 you pass by a fuse box, which you hear a small spark, your instincts kick in and you dive to the side and it blows. There is a great cloud of smoke around you as you can hear the straight electrical ting and you uh, uh, on the ground fall beside a puddle of mu- seemingly water and out of it a tiny little shadow glows into a little eye. It opens and you hear something wicked this way comes. And then there's a thud on the uh, the fire... Uh, the fire uh, Exit door, uh, as you hear it sounds like someone slammed hard against the inside, and you can see that a lot of the neon along the uh the cinemas has started to spark out. What do you do?
4: So, the fire exit door back to the movie theater,
0: mm hmm. Yeah, you're still there, okay. Uh, yeah, and, and you hear this like loud thud against the door, uh, as uh the uh the power box blows,
4: okay, and the thud. Sounds like something on the other side of the door.
0: Tried to get out, and the door is locked. Okay. Uh, Flint, from the inside, you hear (laughs) the fuse box blow. Oh, hell.
4: Uh, Both of you
0: are now in this scene. Either one of you may take action.
4: Beck is going to take the nunchucks that she has hanging around her neck and have them at the ready, and then is going to try to open the door?
0: The fire exit doors, the spectra cinemas crash again as you kick and kick. You got a 7 on your act under pressure, Beck? Yes. All right. On a 7 to 9, the keeper is going to give you a worse outcome, hard choice, or price to pay. And I'm going to choose price to pay. This is going to fucking hurt. These are locked metal doors. They are a little bit worse for wear, so it's enough for you to crack them through. But I'm going to say that you, uh, you take a harm as uh, you can feel your, your shin splint a little bit. Uh, from the force of kicking a metal door uh, and they're forced open and you see Flint on the other side uh, having uh, just fallen to the ground a second ago from slamming into the door
4: oh holy shit old man O'Hare what the what the fuck are you doing
1: whoa bona fide badass <laughs> sorry I'm gonna
4: I want to sit in that for a second Seconds over. What's going on?
1: Uh, so bad shit. Kid missing. Lizard like monster took it. There it is. No one's gonna believe me. I'ma deal with this.
4: No, Flint. I believe you. Let's go fuck him up.
1: Oh, wait. Shit? What?
4: No time to explain. It's hero time.
1: Alright, I'll follow the badass.